It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 2nd, 2021. It's a cold, cold world out there. My name is Phil Prosterdijk. I'm the side expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, like I said, it is a cold, cold world out there. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's win over the Memphis Grizzlies, Cole Anthony's audacious week of basketball, and plus what that means for the Magic and their future. We'll talk about actually both games against Memphis Grizzlies over the course of the next 30 minutes or so. But before we get to any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Memphis Grizzlies? Following these two games, check out Locked On Grizzlies. Want to look ahead to Monday's game against the Detroit Pistons? Check out Locked On Pistons. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We very likely could be talking about two losses here. And two losses um, over this weekend against the Memphis Grizzlies that were, you know, not dispiriting, not unexpected, but just kind of drifting us toward the end of the season. I mean, we have eight games left, um, not a lot of time. The Magic are still fourth in the, a lottery odds, if y'all are wondering. Only, I think, a half game, half game or a game behind, or half game behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, I believe, for third. They'll, they'll play each other next Sunday. So, deep breaths. Don't go crazy over one win. You know, the Magic have won two of their last three, and they are actually playing pretty well. But don't go crazy over that. Just enjoy the ride because we're probably going to have more games like Friday's game where the Magic just had a 10-minute period or a 6-7-minute period where they just couldn't do anything. Um, and fewer games like Saturday's. Saturday's game against the Memphis Grizzlies where the Magic looked lifeless, struggling to do much of anything on either end of the floor and fell behind quickly and fell behind big by 20 points in the third quarter. But as we all know, you're not going to learn much from a team that's playing this way. You're not going to get a sense of what they could be in their future. You're not going to get a feeling for who that group is ultimately going to become. And then Cole Anthony started to take over. Something about this kid in the fourth quarter. Something about this kid in the big moments 
just clicks for him, just turns on. He becomes a somewhat different player. I don't want to say he's a completely different player. He becomes a somewhat different player in these big moments. Because Cole Anthony stepped up, scoring 15 of his career-high 26 points in the fourth quarter. This is a guy that, you know, just like in the game against Cleveland, you know, probably would say he wasn't playing fantastic through the first three quarters. But he wants and relishes these big moments. And he finds a way to make a play. And with the confidence the Magic are playing with, or the confidence that he is playing with, it's no wonder that he had this big shot. And, you know, like a rookie, he's probably got a little bit extra bravado, probably a little bit extra confidence and swagger. Probably just this extra knowledge to know that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He doesn't know that he's not supposed to do these things. That he's reminding Magic fans, reminding me, someone who's a little, a bit of a Magic historian, of very few players the Magic have had in their history. The audaciousness of what Nicole Anthony's doing is incredible. But to get to that point, the Magic needed to change. The Magic needed to lock down the offensive glass, which they had struggled to do in both games against the Memphis Grizzlies. They needed to defend better, which they were doing. And they needed to get on the attack. And that's where R.J. Hampton's career game comes in play. R.J. Hampton scoring a career-high 18 points, but more importantly, what Ty Corbin said after the game, R.J. was more purposeful with his attacks. He was trying to get to the basket. He wasn't trying to do too much. He was trying... To, kind of, to still play within himself, but to play his game. And, of course, you give R.J. Hampton you know, a free lane to the basket, and he's going to take it because that dude is fast. This guy like Moritz Wagner, who, after the game, said you know, one thing that he hoped to accomplish in joining the Magic was to rediscover the joy of the game, to, to find happiness in the game again after struggling with injuries with Washington, getting traded to Boston, and and essentially discarded fairly quickly by the Celtics after the trade deadline. Wagner um, had joined this young group and was trying to find a place. And yes, there's still some, some hiccups, but his defensive peskiness is how I would describe it in Friday's game was a big part of the reason the Magic were able to kind of junk that game up and stay in it for as long as they did. And really, again... Friday's game, they only lost because the third quarter was so terrible. Um, Turnovers and and the like, which young teams are going to make against aggressive defensive teams. And then Wagner had the game of his life, scoring 24 points and making four of six three-pointers in Saturday's game. Wagner was the guy that kept the magic in the game. They wouldn't have been in contact. They would have gotten blown out of the water if not for Wagner's ability to shoot the ball. And the threat that he posed as a shooter. By the end of it, the Magic were still trying to climb back. This game was by no means a sure thing to set up the heroics that Cole Anthony provided. The lead that I am burying deep in this thing. The Magic had no business being in this game. None. And I'm serious. They had no business being in this game. But the Magic found their way. They found a way. Down six with, what, three and a half to go? Down seven with two and a half to go? The Grizzlies kept making mistakes, kept missing shots, and the Magic kept making theirs. On consecutive plays, down by six, 
RJ Hampton hit a transition three. And then Cole Anthony found Moritz Wagner from the same spot, essentially, for a game-tying three to make it 109-109 with about a minute to play. Even then, even then, the Grizzlies had their chance to put the game away. And they should have. They had several chances to put the game away. But this should have been the dagger. Dylan Brooks isolating Dwayne Bacon with the shot clock off, or the shot clock ticking down to zero, and hitting a jumper, just getting enough separation to get his jumper off to give the Grizzlies a two-point lead with, what, 11 seconds to play? That was a cold-blooded shot from Dylan Brooks, and on almost any other night, that would have been the winner. But this is a cold, cold world. It is. It really is. And the Magic drew up a play for their rookie. The same rookie who hit the game-winning shot against the Minnesota Timberwolves back in January, but that was not designed for him. That was off a rebound, off a missed free throw. Anthony had to take that ball up and fire away because there was no time to do anything else. No. This is more like Wednesday night when the Magic put the ball in their rookie point guard's hands and said, "Get get us a shot. Win this game. And on Wednesday night, Cole Anthony was able to get into the paint and finish at the rim to give the Magic a two-point lead after they'd blown a 23-point lead. This game, Anthony inbounded the ball, got it back from Dwayne Bacon, isolated on Kyle Anderson, saying to Bally Sports Florida after the game, I was going to ISO. There's there's nothing they were going to do that were going to keep me from ISOing. He wanted the challenge. He wanted the challenge. I just don't think he understand the bravado of a rookie wanting that challenge. I guess a good defender in Kyle Anderson, to be honest. And going to his left, he crossed him over, got back to his right hand in time, and fired up a quick shot with one-tenth of a second left. Game, set, match. Never a doubt. Never a question. The Orlando Magic defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 112-111 to on Cole Anthony's cold-hearted buzzer beater. It's impressive stuff for a rookie. Impressive stuff for a young team. And what we saw this weekend was the development of the Magic in real time. I want to bring out two points about that the rest of the show. But before we get into that, uh, I want to tell you a little bit more about Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the, it's an all caps, the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Faster, only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications. And schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed first fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. There were not periods there, but I'm putting them there. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, the Magic, obviously the Magic had this kind of wild weekend. Um, you know, where they saw, you know, again, a lot of their weaknesses. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, as, as encouraging as Saturday's win was, as, as all the positive signs from Saturday's win were, um, that, you know, and we'll get into that uh, in, this, in the next segment here, but um, that, that it was necessarily a good weekend. Um, again, you know, Magic right now are scratching and clawing to get every win that they can. They needed a, an impossible shot. They needed an impossible, you know, not an impossible comeback, but they needed a comeback to make Saturday's win happen. There's still a lot of struggle left in this team. Um, I know it will disappoint some Magic fans, but I am expecting them to build a winning streak and defeat the Detroit Pistons on Monday. Um, and and I would actually, especially coming off this win, I would hope that's what they end up doing for their development's sake, not necessarily for the tank's sake, so to speak. But um, but there's going to be a lot more struggle. You know, I, I said this on the pod on Friday or during my locker room. There's still going to be a few wins here and there. There's, you know, maybe two, three wins left. I'd probably say there's probably two wins left this season. Um, and, and so I am, I'm, you know, I, I was fairly confident that they were going to steal a game somewhere that they weren't supposed to get. Uh, I was, I'm still fairly confident they'll beat Detroit on Monday. Uh, and I'm still fairly confident that, you know, there, there will be another game that they can win somewhere down the road, whether it's Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota will be tough, but, um, you know, I think that there's still another win somewhere out there. And it might honestly just be that last game against Philadelphia when the Sixers probably will not be playing anybody. This is still a very, very flawed team. Um, and that was really on display throughout the course of the weekend. And, and so not to rain on anyone's parade, not to, you know, kind of bring everything back down. But yeah, I'm going to do a little real talk here. This Magic team still struggles in a lot of areas that they've got to be good at. Struggles in areas that are essential to their development. Remember back when the Magic hired Steve Clifford, when the Magic brought him in, and there was a lot of, con- you know, there was still a fair amount of controversy about whether that was the right hire, or there was a lot of discussion at the time whether that was the right hire, in that Steve Clifford is a coach that's proven he can get a team to the playoffs, but not much further. But the bottom line is this the Magic, when they hired Steve Clifford, were coming out of a six year period where they hadn't even sniffed the playoffs. I mean, maybe one, the Scott Skiles year was the only year they sniffed the playoffs when they won 35 games and Skiles essentially quit on the team in January. Um, the, the Magic hadn't come close to being competitive. And so, yes, the Magic hired Steve Clifford to do exactly what he did in Charlotte make the team competitive. Steve, the the promise Jeff Weltman made, and I know I have repeated this way too much on this pod, the promise Jeff Weltman made when the Magic hired Steve Clifford was this. We are going to be a team that is difficult to beat. You may beat us. You may have more talent than us. We may not come out on top all the time. But you're going to know you were in a fight. And that alone is going to make us very difficult to beat. And that alone is going to get us a few wins and put us in playoff contention, especially in the Eastern Conference, which, 
as we all know, is the Eastern Conference. The Magic did this by by holding to some very key principles. Again, you don't beat yourself. That was always the moniker that the Magic had. You don't beat yourself. So you don't turn the ball over. You don't give up offensive rebounds. You don't give up fast break points. Simple, simple, simple things that limit possessions and opportunities for the other team and maximize, you know, again, a very flawed offense, even with all the players that Magic had, a very flawed offense and very flawed team. It was a way to maximize this team. Now, I do think that as as Clifford's gotten more comfortable with his roster and has tried to find ways to expand the offense, some of these principles have been loosened to some degree. The Magic wanted to go after the offensive glass a little more, which is going to give up more second-chance points. It was a trade-off the Magic were willing to make because they just needed to generate points somehow. Um, the Magic were trying to pick up the pace, which is probably going to increase turnovers to some extent because you're just moving faster and trying to make faster decisions. Um, you know, all these things add up and, and there are trade-offs the Magic were willing to make. But at the very heart, this is who the Magic are. You go back and look at the stats. You look at where the Magic ranked under Steve Quick, Steve Clifford. They finished 8th and 11th in defensive rating in Clifford's first two seasons with the Magic. Again, the Magic were not top 10 in defensive rating for the previous six years. They finished 3rd and 5th in defensive rebound rate, and 6th and 4th in turnover rate, and ninth and 4th in opponent fast break points per game. Again, the Magic may not have been elite in any of these things. We're still talking about a 500 team, essentially. But they were very good at all of these things. Good enough to be in games most of the time. Good enough to make the playoffs. This year's obviously seen something of a falling out on that set, on that front. Entering Saturday's game because I haven't because I wrote this article on Friday, um, the Magic have struggled defensively. Um, this team is 27th in the league in defensive rating, um, and again, that's a lot of uh, uh, since the trade deadline at least, um, and because now it's a new team, um, and that's risen a little bit because of some strong defensive performances against the Cavaliers and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies had a 92.9 def- uh, 92.9 offensive rating in the game on Friday. Again, Magic just unable to score at all. The Magic were first in the league in defensive rebound rate before the trade deadline. They now sit in 25th. Again, Nikola Vucevic's rebounding was taken very much for granted. Um, and the Magic have struggled to fill in on the glass with both Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba, who have both had some really strong moments. And Mo Bamba, especially over the last two games, just had some really good moments on the glass, but both still really struggle on that front. Granted, Memphis is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league, so maybe this isn't the best time to point all this stuff out. The only thing the Magic have done really well at this point is consistently limit their turnovers. They're fourth in the league since the trade deadline with an 11.8% turnover rate entering Saturday's game. And Saturday, they didn't turn the ball over too much. They turned the ball over a ton in Friday's game, and that was the reason why they lost. Um, And again, they also turned the ball over a lot against the Cavaliers with six turnovers in the fourth quarter that helped Cleveland get back into the game and erase that 20-point lead the Magic had. No matter what happens, and honestly, like again, we don't have a lot of time left this season. There's, there's, there's not a lot that the team as a group can accomplish. It feels like the one thing that the Magic have to get back to is are these core principles. They are these things that the Magic have been good at, that the Magic have been historically under Steve Clifford, not elite, but very good at, and those core things are what helps the team compete. 
but helps them stay in the game. Now, if you've listened to me, you know that I I treasure the regular season. I think the regular season is interesting. I think the regular season has value. But as much as I like to like to say that I don't think clutch moments, you know, matter as much or the playoffs are that different, they are. And perhaps the biggest thing the Magic are missing, and again, the reason why we've got a lot of us have our eyes turned on the lottery and, and are focused on maximizing the team's lottery odds. A lot of what we're fo- a lot of the reason why is because you need true difference makers. You need true playmakers. You need guys who will step up when called for. And that perhaps is what was so exciting about Saturday's game. And perhaps why Saturday's win doesn't feel like it's necessarily bad for the franchise or quote-unquote bad for the tank. Because the Magic have some young guys that are really starting to figure things out. And that matters a ton at this point in the year. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has a ton of sports action. The NFL draft just completing, the Kentucky Derby just completing. So there is plenty of sports to go. The end of the Premier League coming up, the end of soccer season and Champions League. MLS is back up and running. Go City, Vamos Orlando. Big win for them on Saturday. And of course, the NBA playoffs right around the corner. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. They've been a long-time advertiser here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They've sent me several free samples. And, you know, I'm always happy for free samples. Maybe things taste a little bit better when they're free, but there's a reason why they send these, send us these free samples because they want us to try their product and be advocates for the product. You know, it's not all, you know, these, these reads can be, can come off a little disingenuous. And I've got copy in front of me. I am not reading the copy right now. I'm going to speak from the heart on Built Bar because I really love this product. I went into a sample box that they sent me a while back and pulled out banana bread. And I was like, oh, banana bread, that's that's going to be interesting. You know, you, usually when you get a protein bar, you, you're surprised that it tastes anything like what it says on the packaging. And who doesn't love banana bread? So I rip open the thing, I bite into it, and oh my God. It even had the little nutty crunch that you get from banana bread. It tasted amazing. And the best part about Built Bar is it's not like those other protein bars that you'll find in the market. Um if you go to the grocery store, if you go to 7-Eleven, you go to wherever and check out those protein bars, go look at those nutritional facts. They say like 250, 300 calories for a full bar. doesn't even feel like a full bar. Those aren't snack bars. Those, aren't, those, are, those are protein bars that are meant to be meal replacement bars. Built Bar is the best because it isn't a meal replacement bar. It is a supplement bar. It is there to supplement your workout, to supplement your diet, to give you that little boost to get to the end of the day. Now I'll read the copy because it comes in 18 amazing flavors, including banana bread, like I just mentioned. 
Built Bars are healthy and great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. And again, most of them are under 150 calories per bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So, what does this mean? What, what does that all mean? That, that there's this baseline that the Magic have to build from, build up, build up, and, and a, lot, a lot of that's going to come in training camp. To be frank, um, you know, it's hard I think to build all this stuff on the fly. And while you know a lot of it is about effort and, and attention to detail, a, a lot of that just gets drilled into you over training camp with the ability to correct mistakes and, and really build a foundation. And you know, this team hasn't had the chance to build this, that foundation. You know, Cole Anthony said it after the game. That, you know, you look at the team on the floor and you look at their record and it's, that's not the team that they are. Now, you could read that one of two ways. Um, the first way is, okay, of course, a player is going to say that about his team, but there's a bit of confidence and bravado about this team. Um, and frankly, a whole lot of confidence and bravado about Cole Anthony. Uh, you know, we've done several episodes over the last few weeks uh, and over the last week, really on Cole Anthony himself. Um, In the last two and a half weeks, he has been the most important and most special thing that we've watched Um, because he's gone from a player who's a rookie who was going too fast and trying to do too much and trying to score too much, to be perfectly honest, to a guy who is playing under control and playing at his pace and getting the team in the right spots and and picking his spots better when to score. Sure, there are still moments when he forces things. There are still rookie mistakes. He still maybe struggles a little bit with pressure, but the maturity is undeniable. And his development is exactly how the Magic want to use these games to close the season. His development is exactly how the Magic are trying to build and grow themselves over these final 10, 12 games. Certainly now we're down down to our final eight games of the season. The Magic are done. They're out of the playoffs. Um, That became official with Friday's loss and and a win on Friday by the Wizards. The Magic are out of the playoffs. Um, So, you know, tip your caps, put put them over your heart. That's it for that. But the Magic are pointing to a brighter future. And no star is shining brighter than Cole Anthony. People around the league are starting to notice him. And sure, maybe it's the flashy and kind of emotional post-game interviews that he's doing. But there's a sense of, again, a sense of defiance in him. You know, this is a guy who was pegged as one of the top prospects in his draft class for a very long time. Went to North Carolina, dealt with injuries, dealt with a subpar team, and... Fell in the draft to number 15. The Magic knew when they drafted him at 15, they were taking a player that had top, you know, maybe not top, top end talent, but had the talent to stick in this league. That wasn't a reach. They were they were catching a fallen player. And Anthony's had to find his way, and, and you know, maybe there's been that little bit of a defiant streak in him to prove people wrong, but really, what Anthony is showing is He's proving people how good he is. 
He's proving to people the talent that he always had. He's reclaiming his legacy in a lot of ways. And you can feel that with every post-game interview. You can feel that with every shot that he takes in such big moments. This kid is unafraid. When I was uh, watching him play over the last few weeks, I am reminded that there are so few guards in Magic history that have the bravado and have the confidence to take the shots that Cole Anthony is taking in these big moments. Jameer Nelson hit big shots in big moments. Steve Francis hit two buzzer beaters in his first two games with the Magic. Had People forget how good he was, especially that first year with the Magic, and especially before Coutinho Mobley got traded. That, that guy was fearless. Did not care. Was going was gonna to do his work and get, get it in. And of course... Of course, the living, you know, living legend, legend guards like Tracy McGrady and Penny Hardaway. You know, May 1st, Saturday, was the anniversary of Penny Hardaway's Game 3 performance against the Miami Heat um, in the 1997 first round. Probably Games 3 and 4 of that series, probably the two best individual performances by a Magic player in playoff history. I'm not going to sit here and say Cole Anthony can get to their level. Certainly do I think Cole Anthony could be Magic Steve Francis good? Eh, probably. Can he be Jameer Nelson good? Absolutely. But the guy plays with the same fearlessness and audacity. And again, to hit a shot like that is audacious. That is a, that is a, I am beating you one-on-one. Cole Anthony said it after the game to Bally Sports Florida. I was going to ISO him. There's nothing anyone was going to do. I was going to ISO him. He wants that challenge and he said it repeatedly. He wants the big moments. Finding a rookie that's like that is extremely rare. Finding a rookie that's like that and delivers is even rarer. Cole Anthony will be on an all-rookie team. There's no doubt in my mind about that. He will be on an all-rookie team. He's fourth among rookies in scoring. He's putting up these humongous moments, and he's entering, again, the NBA cultural zeitgeist. Go go check the price on his uh, top shot for the win over the Timberwolves, and and please bump that up, (laughs) because I own one of those. But it's not just Cole Anthony. The Magic are pointing to a brighter future, because other players have stepped up too. Why did the Magic come back and beat the Memphis Grizzlies? It's because of the guard that was playing next to Cole Anthony at the end of that game. It wasn't Gary Harris. It was R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton had a career-high 18 points, but he did it by playing under control. He finally figured out how to piece together and harness that speed. When the Grizzlies left the lane open, he darted past them for layups. Not afraid to miss shots. Not afraid to have a shot blocked. And I like that. The kid has no fear. The kid is confident. That's a good thing. He, he finally directed it in a way that helped this team win and helped this team get the victory and pull it out. The three that he hit was absolutely huge. And, and Hampton still has a lot of work to go on his three-point shot and his shot selection and controlling that speed, especially in half-court settings. But you see all the pieces there. Mo Bamba put together a great pair of games. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about Mo Bamba uh, later on this week, so I don't want to dive too much into it. But Bamba had his best game of his career, probably his best game of his career Friday night against the Grizzlies, where he made four blocks, double-double, really impacted the result of that game. Um, He was, you know, again, not the third quarter, everyone was kind of bad, but Bamba's minutes were productive. Um, I think he was. I think he had the highest plus-minus on the team in that game. And again, he didn't score as much in Saturday's game, but I thought his aggression going after the glass was really big. You can see his confidence brimming. 
This is what the end of the season is really about. This is what the Magic wanted to accomplish with the end of the season. And that's what the Magic are seeing from this group. And again, if they get wins because their young guys are playing well, I mean, look, Dwayne Bacon took some bad shots late in Saturday's game. The Magic didn't win that game because of Dwayne Bacon. They won because of Cole Anthony. They won because of R.J. Hampton. They won because of Moritz Wagner, who, don't forget, is 24 years old. The Magic are pointing toward a brighter future, regardless of where that draft pick ends up, because they've got players on their team who are not afraid. And they frankly don't care or don't know that they're supposed to be losing these games. Still a lot of work to do, obviously. Still a long way to go for them to get where they ultimately want to be. And yeah, they're going to need an influx of talent to get there. But it's hard not to be excited about these young guys. Especially when Cole Anthony is doing the things that he's done. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. I hope you enjoy the early release of Locked On Magic today. Um, you can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himmel, Google, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. With the Locked On Today podcast, host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can follow me again on Twitter at Dean, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.